your news, your views, your values. This is WMNF Tampa 88.5 FM. The opinions presented on the Healthy Steps show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not the opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. The information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and informational only. Why, bless my soul. It's Monday in the world, and there is no better way to embrace this day than to share it with you. Yes, indeed you, my bewitching friend. Welcome to the Healthy Steps Radio Show here on WMNF Tampa, the only radio station that our dear lady Lily Parloma would ever stream, and you can stream us as well at WMNF.org. Today is Ask Me Anything Monday. Have you been sitting at home with some medical questions or concerns? Do you know someone with unexplained aches whom you'd like to help? Are you finally getting tired of all the rabbit holes and warrens that you've gotten yourself into in that great wasteland of the Internet? Well, quit beating yourself up and give Dr. Harvey a call here at 813 Two three nine nine six six three. Irene is sitting in the control room like a patient angel awaiting to take your call. You can also send an email to dj at wmnf.org or text us at 813-433-0885. And sitting in the captain's chair here in the WMNF studio and covering for me today is the original DJ Spaceship, the maestro at the controls. My thanks to you, OG DJ. Let's launch this show. Good morning to you, Dr. Harvey. You have another Ask Me Anything for us today. Let's take the good stuff off the top shelf and let's get started, shall we? What have you got for us today, Dr. Fred? Well, Bill, once again, a beautiful introduction. Nothing like one of your intros. Love it. And happy Monday to all out there in listening land. So, uh, yeah, the the... Things just keep happening in this country. We're just listening to that amazing stuff about fires. Um, you know, particulates in the atmosphere are are really injurious, and they do reduce life expectancy. But we have some issues in this country that are really um, systemic. They are cultural. They are national, and it's really sad to see that we have such a world of propaganda that Americans believe that we have the best health care in the planet when in actuality they are far from accurate. Um, just this weekend, Nicholas Kristof, uh, an amazing, uh, insightful columnist, um, wrote an article, one of uh, a series that he's doing on um, the scandal of uh, American um, um, medical systems, essentially. And so his article is it's a third in a series, and he's been talking about how uh, America is suffering. And we have a lot of evidence that America is suffering. Um, the opioid crisis, for instance, the diabetes crisis diabetes that's a a term coined by uh one of my colleagues a couple of years ago combining diabetes and obesity because it's really one crisis it's a crisis of poverty 
It's a crisis of poverty of information, poverty of emotion, poverty of systems wide failure to address real poverty. Um, you know, having uh, somebody having a job doesn't mean that they're actually making enough money to survive. Um, having a uh, a lack of a job, like in many uh, rural areas, uh, especially in the South, means that you have even less access. And unfortunately, the rural poor are suffering even more because of the uh, uh, inability to access healthcare. Uh, even this city poor, people living in the uh, uh, urban deserts, so to speak, uh, food deserts, healthcare deserts. Um, these people are suffering just like the, the people in rural America. And and Nick Nick Kristoff's article uh, addresses this. You know, um, America is a world economic superpower, a world military superpower. But most of the first world now has slipped ahead of us. We have slipped behind in terms of life expectancy. You know, life expectancy in Mississippi uh, now appears to be a hair shorter than in Bangladesh. And we hear about Bangladesh's struggles in the news all the time, but we don't hear about Mississippi. Mississippi's life expectancy is 71.9 years. Bangladesh is 72.4 years. And it's really sad that an infant born in America is 70% more likely to die than in other first world countries like in Europe. And the likelihood that an American child will live to the age of 20 has dropped for the first time in a century. And it's really, it's really sad, but the, really the diabetes epidemic is actually driving a lot of this because with 35% of children overweight, 50% obese, with 50% of adults overweight and 70% obese, diabetes is related, type 2 diabetes is related to this obesity. And, and type 2 diabetes and obesity relate to vascular damage. And vascular damage is why people die from COVID. And it's why they get amputations. And in America, this is a really significant um, um, sign, 150,000 times a year, in America, um, someone gets a foot, a toe, or a leg cut off because of diabetes complications. This is one of the highest rates in all of the world. Yeah, we have amazing medical systems, but do we really want to be using amazing medical systems for this stuff? I think about it. America's dismal health outcomes are, are shameful. And, and diabetes, obesity, these are preventable conditions, but we know that they're caused by pesticides. Pesticides contribute to the diabetes epidemic and, and much of the rural South Midwest, these people are inundated with pesticides because of the bizarre and unnatural way we do uh, industrial farming. And then with the industrial farming, we make industrial food and the industrial food gets fed to people as actual nutrients, but it's not. It's stripped devoid of nutrients. They have to add, you know, when you look at that enriched white flour on your, on your label, that means that they stripped all the nutrients out and they had to put some vitamins back in. Why would you enrich a natural product? They come full tilt. Why, why do you have to actually enrich it unless you've killed it? 
unless your your animal husbandry, your plant husbandry is actually stripped the, uh, devoid of all nutrients. And then this is packaged with all kinds of artificial preservatives so that it can have a long shelf life and people get fed this poison. It's no wonder we're having trouble. We also neglect our indigenous Americans. Um, Native American males have a life expectancy of 61.5 years. This is shorter than overall life expectancy in Haiti. Mississippi is the lowest among uh, the nations surveyed uh, in this this uh, one study that shows up on the um, uh, New York Times article. You really, uh, we're going to put the uh, link to the article uh, on on board so you can go and look at this. But it's just incredible that we are doing so poorly that that this neglect just uh, on goes on. Uh, they think about a 47 year old woman with poorly managed diabetes because she can't get access to care. She's obese and now her, her, her diabetes has killed her kidneys and she's getting uh, dialysis three times a week. And she has teenage children and a job, but she doesn't know how she can continue her job because she's getting three times a week infused for her diabetes and and it just all goes on and you know much of this you know one of the things that we could do to alter the uh trajectory of illness and 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 uh uh destruction is is to add access and um <clears throat> in most of the southern states they've denied access to medicaid at least 10 states have not brought the medicaid expansion on board to help these people Florida, Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi, they don't care. They don't care about poor people. These states do not care about providing health care for these individuals. Culling the herd, maybe. I don't know. It's really sick. But I do believe that uh, engagement is important here because the more we engage, the more we're going to talk about this stuff, the more we're going to be able to change it and uh, uh, elect people that will actually do the right thing instead of these 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 greedy, mean-spirited people who put the burden of healthcare on people who don't have the resources or access to do something about it. But um, I do love uh, to interact. And today, um, I would love to have some callers. I believe we have one online, but I'm just going to remind everybody that we are on WMNF 88.5 Tampa, best radio station in the country. Air Studio call in 813-239-9663 and text, I mean, email at dj at wmnf.org. Good morning, Gary. Why, hello. Good morning. Um, What's... They have peripheral neuropathy and I walk with the, with the walker and I was wondering what the heck can I do to... Um, I don't have any pain, but, um, like in the future, what can I do, like, uh, to make it feel better, like exercise, uh, to get around more easy, what can I do? So peripheral neuropathy, yeah, that, that sometimes is, is caused by the diabetes I was just talking about. There's many other causes. Toxicity is a big one. But um, to help you um, improve your um, uh, overall function there, there are some things that are proven to help nutritionally. Activated B vitamins, like uh, activated thiamine, it's called benfotiamine, B-E-N-F-O-T-I-A-M-I-N-E, a very good supplement, as is methylcobalamin or methylated B12, methylfolate or methylfolic acid. Those are all very potent things to help. 
um, as is alpha lipoic acid. Alpha lipoic acid has been shown to reverse neuropathy as well. And alpha lipoic acid is a uh, easily uh, accessible supplement. It comes in a pill form. I like a sustained release one um, because you need higher doses. And at higher doses, you might get some heartburn. So 600 milligrams is a sustained release dose that I have seen utilized. I use it in my practice. And and uh, uh, 1,200 to 1,800 milligrams does help to reverse neuropathy. Another thing that can be done interventionally is some class four hot laser has been shown to actually help to change your nerve perception there. How's that help, Gary? Well, it's a, it's a mouthful. What about fish oil? Fish oil is a good thing to take for everybody. Uh, fish oil hasn't been shown to be, as far as I can see, uh, very directly healing for the uh, neuropathy, but it's definitely a contributor. And, and before I go, uh, do you think Trump is going to turn something by Friday? I'm sorry, would you refer, say that again? Um, do you think Trump is going to turn himself in by Friday? Um, frankly, um, for his health and the health of the nation, it would be wise. But I have no idea what the man is going to do. So thank you, Gary, and have a lovely week. I hope the uh, information helps you get your uh, toe pain improved. So uh, again, back to the overall concept. Um you know, Walter Cronkite, uh, I mean, think how many of you actually remember Walter Cronkite? <laughs> Walter's not been broadcasting for quite some time. And I believe it was uh, back in, in even the 80s um, that he observed that our uh, um, um, supposed healthcare system is neither healthy nor caring, nor is it a system. And it is an illness care uh, modality because we name, blame, and tame illness. We don't ever discuss health. That's a euphemism. Um, treating illness isn't the pathway to health. It does help possibly to remove some blockages, but treating illness with cutting and with you know medications is not necessarily building health. It's, it's inhibiting illness. So we have illness treatment. And so, the insurance that people purchase, including Medicare, has nothing again to do with health. There's nothing in the equation about it because insurance is designed to provide economic benefits when loss occurs. So in this concept, we have the loss of illness. Illness then is treated and we have insurance that covers the cost of treating that illness sometimes if we can access it if the insurance company agrees that it's actually an illness, if they agree that the treatment's actually a treatment, if they agree with anything that doesn't interfere with their company's making profit because the entire illness care system and illness insurance system is set up as a capitalistic venture, not designed to actually benefit the masses, designed primarily to make profit for the elite because it's the people that buy stock in this that profit when you get denied a service. The people that buy stock in this, they get profit when you get uh, told you can't access what the doctor wants you to do to get better. And, you know, some of that is actually rational because, um, you know, it, 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 it is a profit then to actually provide a procedure. Sometimes way too many procedures are done. So it does help to have 
an overview of the the um, actual procedures being provided by someone who knows something about it. But the problem is the people that review it really know nothing about it generally because you're you're dealing with a clerical person who's using a script and a bullet point list of things to review that may have nothing to do with your case. Um, I've seen it happen often when I prescribe a um, um, a uh, uh, medication. Uh, I, I specifically thinking of the uh, problem with small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which is an overgrowth of bad bacteria, unwanted bacteria in your belly. And there's an antibiotic treatment that works very well. <clears throat> However, it's expensive, and so insurance companies don't want to pay for it. And I quite often in my electronic prescribing um, program, when trying to prescribe this specific antibiotic, the uh, drug companies will refuse to pay for it and actually recommend a substitute for a different condition. Truly, they, they've lumped together small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which is actually a physiologic, functional, uh, metabolic, you know, defined condition with, with testing that proves that it's there. Um, they've lumped it together with something that doesn't really exist except in the labeling minds of gastroenterologists called um, irritable bowel syndrome. There were, there were like 10 years of conferences in Rome called the Rome Conference on Irritable Bowel Syndrome. So they, they basically made up definitions for symptoms. So if you have crampy belly, occasionally you get constipated, you have some loose stools and you get crampy belly again and you have crampy belly and it may be related to emotion or it might be related to food, but they don't recognize food sensitivity. So they call it irritable bowel syndrome. And irritable bowel syndrome, they've decided, is actually in your head. And so the treatment for irritable bowel syndrome, according to these insurance behemoths, is actually and say uh, uh, sorry antidepressant medication like Paxil or Prozac. And I find it absolutely egregiously wrong that insurance company clerical people have put into algorithms uh, uh, practicing medicine without a license and recommending medications that don't help a condition because they've decided they're not going to pay for the medication. It's it's just incredible how much absolute deception goes on in this system that isn't a system, that isn't caring, and that isn't healthy. And we need to stop doing this. We need to stop the labeling. The labeling doesn't help. Uh, labeling people with diabetes doesn't actually cure it. <laughs> in fact, it, it may actually just give them something else to worry about rather than going deep, you know, going back and actually getting good education for kids. I mean, I've, I've heard some recent things where they don't even think that a nurse is necessary in school because they're worried that the nurse might actually mention something about gender. Well, a nurse is necessary to help these kids understand what diet's like. And why are we putting chocolate milk in schools? Why are we defending putting sugary chocolate drinks in schools? I don't care if the kids like them. That has nothing to do with their health. Why are we actually allowing that? Why are sodas allowed in schools? I know they're, they're trying to get rid of some of that, but still, this is, this is really crazy that we're training children um, to not eat food, but eat, eat this stuff that isn't real and, and makes people ill. So, yes, I'm still on my soapbox. And yes, I would like some more engagement. And uh, no one is yet on the phone. So let's try and talk a bit here. I'm willing to answer your questions today in the air studio, 813-239-9663. Email dj at wmnf.org or give us a text, 813-433-0885. In the meantime, I do have a email here. 
This one's for Marianne. And she says, uh, do I have uh, any thoughts on helping people with chronic fatigue, anxiety, and depression? Um, this person that they are referring to doesn't drink or smoke, and they do exercise and are otherwise uh, apparently healthy, no medical problems, uh, and is senior citizen, 65 years old. So um, chronic fatigue syndrome is a very specific thing. And it is um, uh, was first diagnosed in, I think, 1979. And it is a uh, condition that is defined as occurring suddenly and profoundly. And you um, will have a persistence of the fatigue for at least six months. The fatigue will interfere with the activities of daily living and prevent you from gainful employment, essentially. That's chronic fatigue syndrome. Chronic fatigue, that's something we all deal with because we live in a very fatiguing kind of world. Um, anxiety is a symptom that comes from a variety of different things, including an inappropriate microbiome in your gut. And depression is a uh, uh, description of sad mood. And as yet, we have no biologic basis for it. So depression isn't an illness. Depression is a collection of symptoms. And so things we can do about that are first to um, look for reasons we have fatigue. Are we getting enough sleep? Um, is there enough water on board? Are we getting enough uh, uh, food? I mean, not enough calories actually can make people fatigued. <clears throat> um, is the gut upset? Um, um, is there too much caffeine in the system? Uh, There's so many things that can do this. And also, uh, you know, just uh, stress from uh, relationships. Uh, living in a house that has mold in it can make you feel anxious and depressed and give you fatigue. So lots of things there. That's a very, very vague question. And I, there's lots of things to do about it. But we have callers. And I think Ronnie might be, no, no yeah, Ronnie is the first one. Hello, Ronnie. Ronnie, are you there? Or is anyone out there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, there you go. Who's this? This is Ronnie. Hi there. How are you today? And what you got going on? Oh, well, I just had a question about your comments about diabetes. Yes. And uh, the treatment and the access to treatment and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I just, I watch television with my old parents. I'm a 60-something person and I have very old parents who are ill and one has diabetes for many, many, many years. Um, he has plenty of access to all kinds of treatment. So they are advantaged people. But when they watch television, there is almost nothing on the, the commercials except for advertisements for medications that everyone should take and how great the developments are with medications. But there is almost, well, I shouldn't even say almost, there is nothing on the public um, television, regular television, any television, about health uh, benefits of food and nutrition. Why is there no government agency who would have the responsibility of reaching people through a television 
to tell them about the benefits of good food. Then I'll well, take because we have well, off the air. Oh, excellent, oh, excellent. So ahead. you know, one of the um, uh, real issues we have here is that our government is owned by corporations. <laughs> it's, it's pretty obvious. Um, we have. Um, um, these massive industrial complexes, the, the, the big food complex is just like the, the uh, medical industrial complex. The food industrial complex is there to make profit, not to feed people. You have to remember that. There's nothing about actually feeding people. This is a way of actually generating profit for stockholders. So when we think about the uh, who pays the government's bills, well, it's, it's most of us. The corporations aren't paying much, but they still think they are because what's happening is the, the, the elected officials are getting paid directly by the corporations through lobbyists and so and, and in their in their their uh hidden dark money pack things so they're they're actually getting paid answer, not by us but by these other people you, can i interrupt you for a second sure if there were a government agency right now in existence that was responsible for educating people about nutrition what agency would that be well, that's a good question because uh, every time it's been tried, it's been thwarted. Uh, if you think about it, uh, Michelle Obama tried to put a big push on educating kids about food, and the food industry gave such a pushback that she got slapped down. Okay. I don't so, think until okay, we get – there's nothing we can do until we get the corporations out of this. They, they own us. Okay. They, they lie to us well, constantly, and they, they, they have our politicians lie to us about the same lies they lie to us about, and it's all one big happy system of lies. So we we have we can't do anything about it. You we have to saying? individually do it. I don't see our government stepping in because it's owned by corporations. Until we stop the dark money, until we actually stop these people cashing in on our dime, they're not going to change anything. They're making too much money from the industrial complexes. Okay. So look right. at it. We've tried numerous so. times. I mean, come on, ketchup is a vegetable. This is our government. Okay. It's, it's sad, I guess. It's just, it is. I, I mean, Jamie, maybe Jamie Oliver. Yeah. Jamie Oliver tried to bring food education into the L.A. County District Schools, and they threw him yeah. out after a year because the kids were actually getting educated. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love Jamie. <laughs> He's wonderful. He's doing, his, he's doing his best. Yeah. Yeah. So right. thank you a lot. Um, I Thank wish we you. could do more. All we need to do is keep hammering these politicians to actually either kill Citizens United or make a law that says that every line item on every political action committee donation has to have a name after it so we know which Russian owns which politician, which Chinese government owns which politician, which oligarch owns the entire system. They're out there. We know it. We just need to see where the money's going. Okay, gotcha. Thank you. You are have so welcome. Day. You too. Hey, Christina, you're up. Uh, good morning, Dr. Harvey. I uh, hope you remember me. I've called several times. Um, I'm the girl with EPI <laughs> and microscopic colitis. Um, <clears throat> and, EPI, uh, refresh all our listeners about that again. Uh, EPI is exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, and it means that my pancreas is damaged to the extent that it no longer makes the digestive enzymes necessary to digest my food. So I take enzymes every day when I eat or even drink coffee with milk. Um, yes. And then the microscopic colitis and the non-alcoholic fatty liver was also diagnosed. These three uh, disorders were diagnosed within two weeks of each other. Wow. So I feel like there's a connection. Yeah. I, I really feel like there's a connection. And um, last Thursday, I started feeling 
like I thought I had pulled a horrific muscle. Um, and I just thought, okay, I was doing some physical therapy the day before. That must be what it is. And then Saturday afternoon, late Saturday afternoon, I had a really bad rash in my back. I went to urgent care and they diagnosed me with shingles. And oh. I, um, yeah, so I was, I'm still very upset about it because I, you know, I'm 52. I feel like I'm a little young to have shingles. I do understand from the research I read online that the people with a compromised immune system, and I, I believe that's me, um, would you say that's me with the, with the disorders that I have, that that could be a possibility why I got shingles? Um, that was the um, first question. Okay. I'll go ahead. Um, so I don't, I'm not sure you have a compromised immune system. You definitely have one that is <clears throat> uh, triggerable. You have microscopic colitis, which means the immune system in your colon gets really upset with certain triggers. Could be gluten, could be dairy. Um, and it can be gluten and dairy that actually cause pancreatic exocrine insufficiency. And oh, wow. so shingles occurs um, when you've had chicken pox in the past. It's always in your body. And when you get a challenge uh, to your immune system that would irritate it or stress it out or diminish its uh, function in some way, like an emotional stress, a physical stress, a chemical stress, um, a surgical stress, any of these things, they can actually trigger you to get shingles, even another virus. Like if you get a cold, you might get shingles while you have another cold. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And I, I've been trying to push more fruits and vegetables as an experiment in the last three months. You know, I've only had these disorders for about a year and a half. And with diarrhea being a main culprit um, for both MC and API, I was avoiding them for a while. But in the last couple of months, I've been experimenting and in, in eating more things like cooked kale and mango and, and whatnot to increase my fiber and build up the vitamin C and micronutrients I'm missing. Um, yes. So that's why I was disappointed that I even got shingles because I thought I was getting better with my vitamin levels. I know I need to get them tested again. But my, my biggest concern, and I asked the doctor who diagnosed me with this over the weekend, is how do I know I'm not going to get long-term lasting nerve damage from this because I know shingles, that can happen. And she said to me that because I caught it early within the first 72 hours, that I shouldn't have nerve damage, but how do I believe her? <laughs> and, well, uh, uh, earlier earlier is better. Um, using the antiviral medications earlier is better. Um, and using nutritional support often will help improve. So adding things like high-dose fish oil, at least 4,000 milligrams of omega-3s a day, um, curcumin and uh, resveratrol, um, um, some uh, uh, antivirals like andrographis, all of these things can be very helpful to uh, help prevent a, 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 a long-term problem. And adding B vitamins um, uh, can really help with nerve health. Interesting. Would that also include doing B vitamin injections? B you can, injections? yeah. Yes. You can do okay. intravenous too. Uh, intravenous antiviral support with vitamin C and, and B vitamins is often helpful too. C and B. Oh, the infusion, the vitamin infusion. Yes. Okay, yes, my, my functional medicine um, doc's office does that. And one last question. The Valtrex that they put me on, Valcyclovir, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Um, Acyclovir, Valacyclovir. Yes, 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 that's it. My concern is, um, and I did put the call out to my GI about this, can the Valtrex itself bring my microscopic colitis out of remission? Because I believe I've been in remission for almost a year with my microscopic not, colitis. Not that I've ever heard. Okay, yeah, it's antiviral. Okay. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Harvey. You're welcome. You're a wealth of information. Have a great day. Good luck with that, Christina. Feel better. Bye-bye. Hello, Nancy. What do you have for us today? Hi. Thanks. Um, Some weeks ago, you talked about dentists that could determine the bacteria in your mouth and target them. Uh, yes. How do you find that kind of dentist? Um, you look for a biologic dentist, a holistic dentist, um, and uh, um, uh, also you might want to, I, I can't remember the name of the test right now, it's not in front of me, but if you have the name of the test, go to the test company uh, or look for uh, dental microbiome testing, and then usually those companies actually have a list of doctors that do the testing. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Have a great day and good luck with that. Good good morning, Pete. What you got for us today? Hey, good morning, Doc. Um, I just wanted to take a minute. You know, you were talking about being on your soapbox. And uh, I, for one, I think the majority of uh, all the listeners out here, we praise you for that. We thank you for that. You know, do that. Do more of that. You're the only voice that makes sense out there. Uh, we're, we're victims. We're not patients. We're not even, you know, uh, we're just people to pay the profits. And we need somebody like you to point this out to, you know, uh, everyone so that they understand what's going on. And we can, you know, get money out of politics because that seems to be the root cause. So, yeah, uh, don't don't feel bad about spending some time on your soapbox. We love it. Thank you. Keep it up. (laughs) <laughs> you're so you're so welcome, and you know that I love it. I'm not really feeling bad about it. I'm just warning you again. <laughs> well, it's cathartic, you know. I mean, it has to make you feel better because you know what's going on, and a lot of people do not. And it's news. It's news to a lot of people. And uh, you know, we need to hear this because everybody's just stumbling through the darkness, saying, "Oh, okay, whatever." Uh, you know, I'm I'm very fortunate. I have good health. But, you know, I have a couple of dental issues. I'm going to Tijuana, Mexico to get this fixed because yeah. I can't afford it here. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it's the same, if not better, treatment there. Uh, one of the uh, one of the things in the article uh, Nicholas Kristoff mentioned is that most people in America don't have dental insurance, and I, 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 my idea is why bother? I've had it; it never pays for anything. So what the what's the point of dental exactly. insurance? Exactly. <laughs> uh, you, you don't have to be a mathematician to figure out that you know you're not going to. It's not a benefit. You're just paying them extra money for nothing. Yeah, so, yeah. It's just the, that's the benefit of the the dental insurance stockholder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got an estimate. I stopped in the other day at Blue Cross Blue Shield store that I'm paying for. I've never used yeah. any of their benefits in in 20 years, and uh, yeah, they said, "Well, it's about seven hundred dollars additional per year uh, on top of everything else." Oh, okay. Well, then you can't use it until March of next year, and then <laughs> and then there's a six hundred dollar uh, maximum. So it's like, oh, well, wait a minute, I'm going to pay a hundred dollars more for something that I can't even use. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait. A minute. It's seven hundred bucks to get six hundred out of them. I love it. That's awesome. That's it. That's it. So I'm going to Mexico. Oh, it's very dangerous in Tijuana. Yeah, it's very dangerous here also. So yeah, exactly. Two hundred fifty thousand yeah. people die in America every year from properly prescribed, properly dosed medication. Apparently. So yeah, yeah we have a problem, mind. Pete. Yeah. And we're gonna well, we're listen, gonna change this problem. Don't, I hope. Yeah. Don't uh, let it wear you down. Non-carbonate uh, Yes. You know. 
keep, uh, you know, talking the good talk and walking. That's General Joe Stillwell, isn't it? I, <laughs> it was on a cave somewhere, somewhere. Yeah. Back, uh, you know, don't let the bastards wear you down. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, no, we need people like you. And, you know, uh, it sounds corny, but you should be running the health care uh, system for the whole country here. Uh, it's a disaster. What? I wish people that thought like me did run it, but it's unfortunately they're all caught up in the money of politics. So exactly. one day, one day yeah. we keep praying. We keep working whole, towards it. Yeah, Pete. The answer to the whole issue, uh, not only medical, but in, in general here is get money out of politics. We have to. Yeah. That's, that's, that's our only answer. That's the so, hey, Pete, thank you. I got to run on. Jeff's on the line now. Hello, Jeff. Hey. Good morning, Dr. Harvey. Good morning. How are you today? Fantastic. How about you, sir? I'm loving today. Perfect day in paradise. How about however, it? However, thank you for getting on your soapbox there. It's wonderful to hear somebody spewing at the insurance companies of this country. Um, just a short little story. My wife was diagnosed with Crohn's a couple of years ago. She yes. had to have her her uh, duodenum and lower intestine resectioned. Yes. You know, and they couldn't diagnose it until they did a look see. You know. Right. And then uh, she's been on this intivio uh, uh, for two years, and mm -hmm. you know it seems to help. It kind of alleviates the the, the flares that she has. Uh, but she's been getting that infusion for like every like every five to six weeks. And the insurance companies, you know, been right along with us, doing the yeah. and off the medicine. And then two weeks ago, she was scheduled to go get her infusion done, and she was called the day before the procedure and said, "Your insurance company is denying the, the medicine." They were like, "Why?" Well, evidently, somebody got it in their 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 mindset that it wasn't medically necessary. Ah, yes. I love that qualifier. What? What are you talking about? Two years we've been doing this, and all, all of a sudden it's not medically necessary? What so, hey, um, I, got, I got a question for you. Diagnosing? Are you the doctor of this place? No, they aren't. Jeff, I got a question for you. Yes. So, in all these two years that she's been on Intivio infusions, has the gastroenterologist suggested uh, a gluten-free, a dairy-free, or any other kind of change in the diet to help with her problem? Of course, yes. We've we've been experimenting. Yes, we've been doing uh, low fiber, high protein, uh, gluten. So, is this is this is this you and your wife doing this, or did the gastroenterologist suggest this specific approach? My wife and I are attempting. Yeah, we we try to. So oh, the question, yeah. back to the first question: Did your gastroenterologist, during all these two years of infusions, recommend a different course of therapy to help support your health rather than just putting down the illness? Yes. Okay, good. Oh, so yeah. they they actually are the ones that told you to do a different diet. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. The the doctor is wonderful. Good. That's uh, he's, excellent. He's great. He's a great gastro guy. I I, I love him to death. Nice guy. Uh, excellent. So you know, I have witnessed all in the right direction. But the the problem seems to be with the insurance companies of this country trying to be doctors 
lawyers, yes. judge, and executioners all in the same. I mean, you know, you, you, you feel me? And, and yes. My question is this to you, a doctor of, of, of medicine. And I, and I put this to most doctors. I want to hear from all the doctors because it's in your lap now to try to get these insurance companies to pay for what is medically necessary. Mm-hmm. Quit having the, the insurance companies tell you what you can and cannot do. You guys need to put your foot on their neck and say, listen, this is what we need. This is what this person needs, period. I, I don't know how you could do that because you- Right, have you, ever, have you ever tried to do that to your senator? How about, have you tried to do it to uh, uh, Medicare? Have you tried to do it to anybody that has more power than you? Yes, I have. And, and, I, and I cornered Charlie Chris down at the Palladium a couple of years ago. And what I got was, oh, you'll hear from my staff. Yeah, exactly. And that's what's going to happen to any doctor that talks to the insurance companies. Uh, we need to actually take the insurance companies out of the equation. That's the deal. <laughs> there, there's the issue. And it's like, we have to change the entire system, man, because there is no system. A single-payer system would work. work. Well, no, actually it wouldn't because we still have a single-payer system wouldn't work at this point because we still have illness-driven illness care, not health care. And so it'd still end up with the same expensive, wrong-direction problem. And so that's the issue. So excellent points, Jeff. Uh, it It is a major problem. Nina is on, and we should say hi to Nina. Good morning. Can you hear me? I can. But Nina, give me one second before I go on with you and just say this is WMNF 88.5 Tampa. The Air Studio is 813-239-9663. DJ at WMNF.org is how you get a hold of us. Thank you. Nina, what you have for us? Uh, two quick thoughts, Dr. Harvey. Um, I have been listening to you and to Eve for many, many years. And I, it, it, I just want to MNF community to realize how lucky we are to have had you guys and have you enlightening us on all these health issues and uh, conditions and whatever. I have better health because of that. And the other issue is that I try to convey some of the information I've learned over the years um, to my family members. I have a couple that are obese, diabetes, and it breaks my heart that it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other. Um, yes. So, I, you know, one to say thank you. Uh, and so how lucky we are in this community to have, you know, such dedicated uh, doctors and, and Eve as yourself. And, uh, and yeah, and just how I, I don't know what else I can do. It just breaks my heart to see other people suffering. And I've tried to, you know, convey kind of what I've learned from you guys and it doesn't seem to work. I just don't understand it. Well, I've learned as a projector, um, that's my uh, personality type, that I have to wait yeah. for people to invite me in. If they're not interested, they're not going to hear what I have to say. And that's why it's yeah. interesting to have a radio show because people tune in and then they get to listen to what I have to say. They're asking for me to tell them about this stuff. But right. family members are some of the most notoriously deaf people when it comes to advice. So I wouldn't even volunteer it. I would wait for them to ask it. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. It's, 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 it's sad that there's not more we can do, but there is something. And, and I've heard so much praise today. I love you all and I thank you for it. But remember, September is our fall fun drive. So please keep this in mind. This is how you can help. Uh, 
support WMNF this September in the fall fund drive. We'll be coming up in a couple of weeks. I can't remember which day it is, but um, um, uh, the uh, fund drive is coming. So support us and we'll keep supporting this message to get out there. Yeah. How's that? Yes, that's great. Thank you. And we do. We um, uh, we definitely do. And, and it's so um, um, helpful. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, too. Have a great day. And I believe James is on the line now. Hello. Hi, James. Hey. Um, quick question. Um, you were speaking of um, lipolic acid? Yes. Um, I got terrible neuropathy for my feet. It started probably, it seems like after they put me on insulin for my diabetes issue. Um, okay, so it's it's diabetes. Diabetes does do that, yes. And what seems to be more or less now is this seems like I have like nine volt battery shocks going on in different parts of my body. Oh, so fortunately and, you have early neuropathy. Those The fact that you have those symptoms means that the nerves are alive and they're being damaged and we can stop that process. And what, I mean, for what I'm on right now, the usual contrived, which is the metformin, um, you know, Jim Fibrozole or Confibrozole, um, I'm trying to figure out what I can add to my diet or what I can add if a lipolic acid should be added to it to help. So are you doing a low-carb slash paleo kind of diet? I, I'm terrible with being on a diet. I've tried. Okay, so there's your, first, there's your first assignment. You must actually cut the carbs. You, okay. The reason your neuropathy is worsening is because your diabetes is worsening or you wouldn't have had to go to insulin. That means that you need to take charge of your life. You need to actually commit to feeding yourself the things that support you rather than feeding yourself the things that kill you. It's not a choice. Right. That's it. I mean, that's the first thing you have to do. And then I've told you a list of the supplements that help with peripheral neuropathy. But the first thing is you need to get your uncontrolled diabetes controlled. You need to get off insulin. Correct. Because you don't need insulin. If you're adult onset type 2 diabetes, you need to work yourself back from that bad thing. And the way you do it is by cutting the carbs. No more bread, no more cereal, no more cookies, no more crackers. Now, the cereals and the crackers. Okay, the whites. No more pasta. No more rice. No more rice. And then, okay, I mean, triglyceride numbers for me are running like 5,000. That's because you're eating way too many carbohydrates. The sugar turns directly into triglycerides because your body can't deal with it. I know. And I mean, I'm I'm a, okay. I mean, I'm six foot six and I come in at 235 (laughs) and now I'm at 245. I'm putting weight on. Steak and salad. I myself with those kind of foods. So I'm. I'm a little bizarre on what I'm doing because I stay away from rices and I don't do cereals and as sugars I I don't drink. You know what I mean? I do pay attention. But okay. But sounds like you really need to get a good dietitian consult, a functional nutritionist, okay. a functional medicine doctor. Because if if you're doing some of that already and you're still getting worse, there's an issue here. There's something else doing it. Are you are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have sleep apnea? No. You've been checked. No. I dropped. I I had a um, pancreas issue about eleven years ago that put me in the hospital for a week. They straightened me out, and I dropped. I dropped thirty five pounds and got down to two twenty. And my doctors were like, "Why are you losing so much weight? You're six foot six. You need to bring it back up." I pretty much walked the line on my diet, but when it, I don't understand what's going on right now. I'm just 
I don't understand what the, and then coming along with the neuropathy just all of a sudden out of the last six months, it's just like, what is going on here? And I'm looking at my diet and I'm wondering if there's something I need to add to, you know, as far as to, to boost me or my. Well, are you doing, are you doing eight servings of vegetables a day, nine servings of vegetables, 10 servings of I vegetables? Am, um, you know, there's where I, I, I skew because when I get home, I have myself a large portion of, of vegetables and um, a fish or something like that or whatnot. And I was looking at a keto diet. Yeah. Which, which um, I'm just starting actually to scratch the surface on that. So I'm going to start taking more information on that. But as for now, maintaining what they've given me as far as my, uh, my doctor has given me to take. Um, yeah, I'm on board. I'm getting reversing this. I don't want it to, uh, um, yeah. Okay. I, that's what yeah. I needed. Yeah. You got a complex case, James. You got a complex case. Good luck with it, man. I'm going to move on to Al. Hello, Al. Yes. Hey, how are you? Good morning. Very good. Thank you. Uh, I, I have one question. Basically it's about uh, tendonitis. I guess my wife from the way she sleeps has strained whatever. And now she's extreme pain with her shoulders and back. Uh, and she's been given exercises. You know, it helps a little bit. But is there any way to her to be more aggressive with the treatment? Well, has she um, seen a physical therapist, a chiropractor, a massage yeah, therapist? Yep. She's under both their care. <clears throat> well, it sounds like this is more complex than a simple problem um, since she's already getting care and not getting better. Um, I think well, it's uh, very slow. It, it, the increments are tiny. What's in increments of time? I'm just saying the relief is tiny. Doesn't last. Oh, 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 okay, yeah. So since she's not getting much relief, there, there may be something more going on and, and, and further evaluation like MRI or something else may be necessary. I don't know because I haven't examined or really heard more history. So, yeah, it's a little more complex, uh, it sounds like, because she's already doing therapy and not getting much better. No, she's not. Yeah, the MRI is something uh, that she thought should have been done, but the doctor hasn't done it yet. So maybe sounds that's like the that's the next step. Take. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Well, good luck, Al. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Yep. Hi, Randy. Hey, Dark. How you doing? I'm doing great. What's up with you today? Well, um, I'm a type 1 diabetic. And my endocrinologist, you know, they put me on that exempic. And the side effects really hurt me bad. I mean, with the, the cramps, the diarrhea, the flatulence. Everything. The only thing that was good about it is that I dropped 28 pounds. No. Now they take the the I couldn't handle the Ozempic anymore, so they put me on another one. I can't remember. It starts with an R. Um, Rebellus, whatever. Okay. And and then they tell they now they tell me I got to take that once a day. Well, I'm having the same problem. A lot of flatulence, stomach uh, cramps diarrhea, constipation that they're with it. And like I said, I'm a type 1, and they kept telling me, this isn't for type 1 diabetics. Yeah. That's and, what I was wondering. If, you're, if you've are if you got insulin-dependent diabetes, why are you on these medicines? This is weird. Yeah, I know. And basically what it was doing was helping me drop my, get my A1Cs down. To okay, good. It started out at 9.9, now I'm down to like 7.1. But 
I'm 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 tired and not feeling good. <laughs> that's what it is, Doctor Harvey. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- this is again a little bit more complex. You, you, I don't understand why you're on those medicines. I mean, it does get your A1C down, but there are other ways. I, I don't. I don't have enough information about who you are, how you live, other things about it, and and there's something else going on here that they have you doing this stuff. So I think that it would be you know worth your while to sit down with a functional medicine doctor and actually hash out what's going on. Um, because it's there, there's something missing here. Kind of like in the last couple of people we've talked, it's yeah. there's just a little something that's not quite the full story. Well, they put me on. They they told me to go ahead and get that CoQ10, and I got the CoQ10 with the uh, fish oil. Okay. And I'm taking you know like four. I think I think I'm taking four of those a day. And uh, but you know. I'm my blood sugars right now, they're pretty stabilized, but they're not where they should be. Normally I run around eighty seven to one oh five and lately they've been running around one fifty seven to one eighty. So something shifted. There's something going on with you. Uh, this yeah. this deserves a little more time in depth than a quick answer on the radio. Um, yeah, and I've got to go now because we're down to the last minute and I have some things to say. So good luck with that, Randy. I'd say get a deeper level consult, okay? So um, yeah, uh, next week, I'm excited uh, having a guest again, um, Mr. Uh, Amish Shah. Uh, is going to be here talking with us about his film, uh, The Natural Law. The Natural Law is a film about Ayurveda. Um, Mr. Shah had some health challenges, and he went on a 10-year journey to discover himself, to discover natural health care, and to understand his heritage as an Indian and understand the heritage that Ayurveda brings to our planet as far as health care, real health care. Because when you follow the natural law, you become healthy. You maintain health and you live a vital life. So let's join us next week for a really wonderful show with Amish Shah here on 88.5 WMNF Tampa, the Healthy Steps radio show with Dr. Fred Harvey. Thank you. Have a good week.